Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Why are they getting higher? Well, McGuinn has now joined the birds and they start to have real success and for a while were even called the American Beetle. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. In a land beyond COVID, any man left on the Rio Grande, he's the king of the world, as far as I know. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. How you feeling, COVID, now that you're allowed to go outside and do things like breathe the air? How oh, you I love it. Is that good? Yes. Look, this is a topic today that you have been talking to me about because I love the song, I play the song, and you say, you know, that that's really Really, a lot like American Pie. You know the song I'm talking about? Mm, American Pie? No, which, no, which no. Which other song? Creek Alley by oh. the Mamas and the Papas. Yes. Right. And every time I play it in the car, you will say, you need to do a show on that because it's pretty much the same as American Pie. Every line has got some backstory Yay. to it. Yeah? So that's what we're going to do today. Just fun. Nothing spectacular. When you play the song by the Mamas and the Papas, Creek Alley, you probably have been able to pick out that it's at least semi-autobiographical by John Phillips. But it breaks down, again, a lot like American Pie. So let's begin. Creek Alley. That's not how it's pronounced. It came out in April 1967, went to number five, and it is based on Creek's Alley, which is an area of the Virgin Islands. And down there, they don't pronounce it as Creek. They say Creaky Island. Creaky Island. Ooh, That's I love right. it. Yeah. Creaky it's, Island. It's home to a club and also a boarding house that kept the Mamas and the Papas alive after everybody else was having success and they had to use a stolen credit card to just sort of keep themselves fed. But it was here in Creek Alley or Creaky Alley. And by the way, the word Creek comes from the name of the people that originally owned the area, thus Creek's Alley. And they called it Creek Alley. It's near the docks on St. Thomas uh, in the Virgin Islands. And so that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to play the the song Creek Alley. We're going to come back. We're going to go through it line by line. I'm going to tell you what it all means. I'll bet some of it you know, but I'll bet some of it you don't because I always seem to hear it differently when I was a younger buck. Creek Alley, Mamas and the Papas here on Rock School. No one's getting fat, except Mama Cass. 
Creek Alley, ladies and gentlemen. Mamas and the Pop is a song we're going to deconstruct for you today. And by the way, if you hear things in the background, it was me who decided to put a tin roof on a studio, <laughs> and it's raining outside. So here we go. Let's go with the first verse. John and Mitchie were getting kind of itchy just to leave the folk music behind. Okay, John, you might be able to grab, is John Phillips, mm-hmm. and Mitchie is Michelle Phillips. Did it, he Did he call her Mitchie? Right, everybody called her Mitchie. Okay. That was the nickname. Here's the background of it. John marries a woman by the name of Susan Adams on May 7th, 1957. They had a son, Jeff, and a daughter, Mackenzie. I know her. Mackenzie Phillips as of one day at a time fame. Yeah. He was touring with a group called the Journeymen. It was him, Scott McKenzie. Does the name Scott McKenzie ring a bell to you? It does, but I, I can't put any... I can't put a uh, face to it. If you're going to San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, that's him. And by the way, that song was written by John Phillips. Also, a fellow named Dick Weissman. He po- uh, he played uh, banjo and guitar. And as a matter of fact, he never made it as a musician in terms of live and recording. However, he was the guy that wrote many guitar and banjo books for Mel Bay. Mm-hmm. Any of you who have tried to learn a stringed instrument have probably at one point in time purchased a How to Play This Instrument by Mel Bay. Yes. While touring with the journeyman, he meets Holly Michelle Gilliam. That's in 1961. They were playing a club in San Francisco. That becomes Mitchie, obviously Michelle Phillips, and he, John Phillips, just leaves his wife and two kids to marry her. What do you mean, just Just leaves? leaves? Just leaves. Welcome to the 60s. He just leaves. Oh, my let, gosh. Let me. I don't want to play the whole song, but let me play for you. I have some recordings of The Journeyman. Mm-hmm. This is The Journeyman. There's also a new Journeyman. It'll come up. Let me give you 10, 15 seconds of The Journeyman so you can hear what they were. All right, there you go. That's the journeyman. Now, there will be a new journeyman soon, but hang tight. Next line, Zoll and Denny working for a penny, trying to get a fish on the line. Zoll is Zoll Yanovsky, who will be part of the Love and Spoonful soon. And Dennis Doherty, Zoll and Denny, uh, they've been playing together in a folk trio called the Halifax Three. They're in Canada. Halifax is a fish port, thus the joke, trying to get a fish on the line. It is a way of stating when people come back from fishing, did you get a fish on the line? Were you successful? Gotcha. So they're trying to get a fish on the line. They're trying to be successful. In a coffee house, Sebastian sat, and after every number, they passed the hat. That's John Sebastian, who with Zal Yanoski will start the Love and Spoonful at a coffee house that is going to be named later in the song. And the idea of, and they passed the hat, was how everybody got paid. If you played at a coffee house in Greenwich Village, you simply got tips. You might have gotten some free drinks, but you passed the hat. I want to stop there because the first verse takes a whole lot more description and the next line gets kind of involved. So, Zalyanovsky, John Sebastian, they form the Love and Spoonful, and this is the Love and Spoonful on Rock School. Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? How the music can free her whenever it starts and it's magic. 
music is groovy and makes you feel happy like an old time movie. I'll tell you about the magic and the free of soul, but it's like trying to tell a stranger about a rock and roll. Believe in magic, magic of a rock and roll. Continuing on with the first verse uh, as we roll through Creek Alley by the Mamas and the Papas, sort of treating it like American Pie, line by line. We left off and picked back up. McGuinn and McGuire just to get in higher in L.A. You know where that's at. The coffee house that they're talking about with John Sebastian is in New York City. However, McGuinn and McGuire were out in Los Angeles. McGuinn is James Roger McGuinn, as in Roger McGuinn, who will be the 12-string guitarist for The Birds. And Barry McGuire, who along with Barry Kane, wrote and sang as a group called Barry and Barry. They were asked to join the New Christie uh, Christie Minstrels. Barry McGuire co-wrote their biggest song, Green Green, with Founder Randy Sparks. However, that will not be Barry McGuire's biggest song, and Creek Alley references that bigger song later on, so we'll get to that in a bit. Let me ask you something. Sure. Do they all know each other at this time? I'm assuming tangentially. It's when they all start to come together, because you'll see the names begin to all end up in the same lines. But at that time, how are they hearing about musicians? I have to believe if you're a musician, you know the general people. You know, the ones that are having some success. Gotcha. And then the final line, no one's getting fat except Mama Cass. Yeah, I get it. Mama Cass is fat. However, that's probably not what they're referencing. Fat was success. You get fat. None of the mamas and the papas were successful yet. Really, neither was Roger McGuinn, the new Christy Minstrels, all that kind of good stuff. However, Mama Cass, whose real name, by the way, is Ellen Naomi Cohen, started singing as Mama Cass in New York City, named after Peggy Cass. There was an actress named Peggy Cass, yes. and she named herself after it. Okay. She was in Broadway touring groups. She was part of a jazz trio called The Big Three. She was making a living. She was doing okay. Nobody else was doing okay. So no one's getting fat except Mama Cass. This is Mama Cass's first group, the Big Three. Listen to the female voice. That's her here on Rock School. Well, I got a woman, and she's long and tall, and she moves her body like a cannonball. Well, it's goodbye, honey Very well If I had wings like Noah's dove I'd fly away to the man I love Well, it's goodbye, honey Very well Now there's only one thing I'm a certain body Like a cannonball That's goodbye, honey Fare thee well Fare well 
Okay, time for one more before the first break. Let's go into verse 2 of Creek Alley. Zolly said, Denny, you know there aren't many who can sing a song the way that you do. Let's go south. South? Yeah, Zoll is Zolianovsky again. Denny Dorty is Denny. Remember, they're in a band called the Halifax Three. Yeah. And by way of Montreal, they went south because they decided they could have success if they were in New York City. Oh. Which, by the way, is going to gotcha. contain the coffee house where John Sebastian sat. Second line, Denny said, Zolly golly, don't you think that I wish I could play guitar like you? I think it's just a compliment back. <laughs> just that. Z- uh, then it's Zoll, Denny, and Sebastian sat at, At the, the night, night owl. owl. Right, and after every number, they'd pass the hat. Once again, Zolyanovsky, Denny Doherty, John Sebastian at the Night Owl Cafe, 118 West 3rd Street between McDougal and 6th Avenue. It's not there anymore. The building is there. Is it? It used to be a record store. I've heard that it is back to a coffee house, but I could not find that anywhere. As a matter of fact, it's so specific to uh, Zoll and John Sebastian that on the Love and Spoonful's first album, Do You Believe in Magic? Mm -hmm. There is a song called Night Owl Blues that's excellent, which we'll probably play a little later on, but I've mentioned the Halifax Three twice. Yep, yep. Let's just play. I know you don't know these groups, but they're part of the song, so this is the Halifax Three here on Rock School. Oh, here's a sorry story of a maladjusted man. He's seen the normal guy, but here's the hitch. He had an eccentricity that banned him from society. The man just wouldn't sing along with Mitch. We'll have to hang him from the rafters, burn him as a witch. The man who wouldn't sing along with Mitch. We'll have to hang him from the rafters, burn him as a witch. The man who wouldn't sing along with Mitch. Now when his life was over and he faced the pearly gates, he found them locked and felt a nervous twitch. <laughs> the angels were all occupied, they'd laid their golden harps aside and were singing along with Mitch. There's the elder rose in Texas that I have ever seen. All right, coming into the first break, we just did most of the second verse. Zal, Denny, and Sebastian sat at the night owl, and after every number, they passed the, the hat. McGuinn and McGuire still a-getting higher in L.A. You know where that's at. Why are they getting higher? Well, McGuinn has now joined the birds, and they start to have real success, and for a while were even called the American Beatles. Barry McGuire successfully gets into the new Christy Minstrels and is having success, except that's not what most people remember him for. There's a song that was written by a fellow named P.F. Sloan. If you've not heard his name where you might have heard it, was he wrote the song, Secret Agent Man. I know that Secret. song. Mm-hmm. Right. Barry Maguire sang his song, We're on the Eve of Destruction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Took it to number one. So, McGuinn and McGuire still a-getting higher in L.A. LA. You know where that's at. And no one's getting fat but Mama Cass. So what's Mama Cass doing? Again, Mama Cass is is still touring with these... 
with these little Broadway setups. She's with this group of singers, and she also does jazz gigs. There was absolutely no reason whatsoever for Mama Cass to leave New York City. She probably could have had a very nice little life, a very nice apartment, and blah, blah, blah. The problem is she gets all wrapped up emotionally in someone. Leads her to great success, but some say leads to her downfall. So, who's listening to us here on the Rock School Radio Show? KRFY in Sandpoint, Idaho. Thank you, thank you. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, I believe now we're in the third of five verses here. Woohoo! When Cass was a sophomore, planned to go to Swarthmore, but she changed her mind one day. It seems like it's straightforward. Mm-hmm. Mama Cass was in New York City and decided to go to Swarthmore College in Pennsylvania. Right. Wrong, 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 what? wrong. What do, you, what do you mean wrong? Mama Cass did actually attend university. She went to American University and was tested, was IQ tested at 165. You could not hang out with this chick. No. She was so smart. I was test I've been tested 3 times. Yeah. I have not I'm defe- sorry. I have not defeated 144. Aww. 144 Guess was what? the highest I had. What's that? I'm a I'm a worker bee, so congratulations. <laughs> you married a worker bee. 63. Uh she didn't even finish high school. She dropped out of high school in her senior year, and you say, "Well, how did she go to American University?" They let her in on her SAT scores alone. Didn't even have a high school diploma. Oh, my gosh. She went for a year, dropped out to sing, and after some time in American University, she decided she was going to go to Goucher College near Baltimore. Mm -hmm. The problem is Goucher College didn't rhyme with anything, specifically sophomore. So John Phillips, the author of the song, changed it to Swarthmore. Because Swarthmore rhymes with sophomore. But it's a richy rich college too, right? They all are. They all are. Sure they are. And it has nothing to do with the fact that she's filled with money. If you've got an IQ of 165 and you're getting into school because of your SAT scores. Your Ivy League. You got it. People want you there. So, uh, but you changed your mind one day. Standing on a turnpike, thumb out the hitchhike. Take me to New York right away. Just that. The story goes that she said, I can't do this any longer. So she went out to the New Jersey Turnpike, which goes straight into New York City and thumbed into Manhattan. Do you know how dangerous that was? (laughs) Even back then. Now, why didn't she just stay in New York and keep singing and keep making money? Yeah. When Denny met Cass, he gave her love bumps, Mm. called John and Zal, and that was the Mugwumps. 
So she, and this is going to come into real play later in the song, Denny Doherty meets Cass Elliot, and she falls head over heels down the stairs for this guy. Yes. Says here... It's taken, Mugwumps, by the way, mm-hmm. is taken from the William S. Burroughs novel, The Naked Lunch. However, Denny Doherty says it's not the literary reference where we got the name from. His grandmother used to refer to a human being who would not make up their mind as a mugwump. I love it. Now, I'm not sure his grandmother got it from Naked Lunch, but Doherty says, yes, I know the literary reference, but we took the name from my grandmother mm-hmm. who called somebody a mugwump. Sounds like a lazy person, doesn't it? It, it? does. It's Cass Elliot, Denny Doherty. They would go on to be in the Mamas and the Papas while John Sebastian and Zal would form the Love and Spoonful, but right now they are the Mugwumps. The Mugwumps had slight success and even recorded an album, Would You Like to Hear the Mugwumps? It sounds like this on Rock School. This is the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are... Tammy Burns. We will get back to deconstructing the song Creek Alley by the Mamas and the Papas, technically by author John Phillips. But first, let's do seven days and 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, May 25th all the way through May 31st. Tammy, you got a ton of stuff there. Go ahead. May 25th, 1986. Hands across America. I did it. I did it. I was in it. So did I. Were you really? Yes, in Alabama. How about that? May 26, 2017, Chris Cornell was laid to rest at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles, buried right next to Johnny Ramone. May 27, 1977, the Sex Pistols, God Save the Queen, is released and sells a Hun, despite no radio airplay. May 28, 1983, Apple Steve Wozniak hosts the second Us Festival. May 29, 1989, Elvis Presley's first granddaughter, Danielle Riley, is born to Lisa Marie Presley. May 30th, 2017, Olivia Neutron Bomb postpones her U.S. and Canadian tour to fight a recurrence of her breast cancer, which has spread to her back. And then finally, May 31st, 1986, Jeff Krulik and John Hine film fans tailgating at a Judas Priest concert in Landover, Maryland. The result is Heavy Metal Parking Lot. And I'm telling you, if you have not seen Heavy I've Metal seen Parking it. Lot, awesome. you, yes, you have to see it. Yep. If you like music, go search out Heavy Metal 
parking lot. And that wraps up seven days and 70 seconds. All right, let's wrap up the third of the verses. McGuinn and McGuire couldn't get no higher, but that's what they were aiming at. They couldn't get any higher because within months of each other, McGuinn mm-hmm. was at number one with the birds with eight miles high, and Barry McGuire was at number one with Eve of Destruction. That's what they were aiming at. That's yeah. that's the idea. You right. want to have a hit. So who's making money? Well, it says here everybody's getting fat except Mama Cass. Uh-oh. Which is interesting because the mugwumps although they had slight success, really weren't having a ton of success. The new journeyman, which right now is who's, uh, who John Phillips and Mitchie are in, again, they're not having success. So I think the line, uh, no one's getting fat except Mama Cass, uh, is, is just kind of a leftover, I think. You think? So we still have people in trouble. But Mama Cass isn't making money. No. Because she has split from New York and mm-hmm. has joined the Mugwumps. Ready to go on? Do it. Lovely. Let's play Eight Miles High and we'll do so right here on Rock School. Before the second break, let's go into the fourth of the verses. Mugwumps, high jumps, low slumps, big bumps. Don't you work as hard as you play? Make up, break up, everything shake up. Guess it had to be that way. I can't break these lyrics, nor do any of the websites that I went to. Yeah. I can't break these lyrics down into individual events. Why? It seems that the whole thing is just the idea of the Mugwumps were the main predecessor to the Mamas and the Papas. And should have been successful, but wasn't. There's a a line by Frank Zappa inside of Joe's Garage, the song Joe's Garage, Mm -hmm. where he's talking about how successful the band is. And we printed up some cards for a couple of bucks and we were on our way to fame, but the band broke up. The song just comes to a screeching halt. Right. Because apparently it happens. I mean, I haven't been in bands enough to really try to make a living at it. It's always been fun. But from what I've read and what I understand, we're going to make it. And then the band breaks up. Boom. But the makeups and breakups, uh, isn't she talking about personal relationships instead of of band relationships? Probably. But everybody just sort of says, this is the mugwumps. It's just them stating, we aren't going to make it. There's a song by the presidency of the United States. Uh We're not going to make it. Oh, no. Uh, I just think it's a a statement of complete failure. The Mugwumps, there was a point in time. Yeah, they recorded, but they just couldn't get arrested. 
So, moving along, Sebastian and Zal form the spoonful. Michelle, John, and Danny getting very tuneful. Okay, Sebastian and Zal split from the mugwumps. Right. They form the love and spoonful. Yes. Denny hooks back up with Michelle and John. Michelle and John and Denny are in a band called the New Journeyman. Oh, yes. I remember the old one, yes. Right. Now there's a New Journeyman, and you got to keep this in mind because it really comes into play later in the song. All right. Here is about 10, 15 seconds of the New Journeyman, that being Michelle Phillips, John Phillips, and Denny. Have a listen. Cumberland City, I made my way just to spend my money on the balls and play. Well, in Cumberland City, yes, I married me a wife. Loved her better than I did my life. She treated me kind by night and day. And she caused me to rob on this highway. Okay, and the line then states, and I, I think I've said this already, Sebastian and Zals form the spoonful, Michelle, John, and Danny getting very tuneful. It, it is just a success out of the gate. The first single and album for the Love and Spoonful, you didn't, uh, pardon me, Do You Believe in Magic, is a monster. That same year, they immediately follow it up with a second album called You Didn't Have to Be So Nice, and that is a hit. Wow. And that's what we're going to play. Here you go on Rock School. Coming into the second break, ladies and gentlemen, Tammy, reach up there and grab your piece of paper so you can tell us who's listening to us. McGuinn, we're in the fourth verse, by the way. We're just going to wrap it up. McGuinn and McGuire, just a catch and fire in L.A. You know where that's at. I'm a little confused at what this means because previous, in the previous verse, it says McGuinn and McGuire couldn't get no higher, which means they've already been to number one. There is eight miles high and there is eve of destruction. I've never understood why they are continuing to catch fire. I, I am assuming it means they're the hottest They're the band. hottest thing around. I guess that's yeah. what it means. It it seems odd in the in the presence of what they're talking about. But everything they're touching is on fire. It seems that way. It, it seems they're King Midas in the place. Everything yeah. they touch turns to gold. And then it wraps up with the reverse line. And everybody's getting fat except Mama Cass. 
because Cass is in the Mugwumps. She's no longer singing in New York. The Mugwumps can't get arrested. Pass the hat, baby. Mama needs some money. the hat, right. Okay, who's listening to us? That would be KPVL, Decorah, Iowa. When we come back, we will start attacking the last verse, which has some wonderful stories behind it, and the mamas and the papas will finally be birthed out of this song. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break and into the last verse, we got to get clicking along. It starts, broke, busted, disgusted, agents can't be trusted, and Mitch, he wants to go to the sea. Huh? John Phillips, Michelle Phillips, a fellow by the name of Marshall Brickman, who played a banjola, and Denny Doherty, all split for the Virgin Islands and Creek Alley. Why? Mitchie is from Mitchie Michelle Phillips. Michelle Phillips is yep. from California and hates uh, New York. Of course she does. Now look, the new journeymen aren't doing that, and they need to do something, so they decide to head down to the Virgin Islands. Yes, right. Cass can't make it. She says we'll have to fake it. Meaning, what you're does gonna, that mean? Well, you're going to have to throw another voice in there. Cass is the alto, which means a high-voiced guy could probably cover it. Well, they had this guy named Brickman. He might be able to cover it. But Cass says, look, you're just going to have to fake it without me. Okay. However, she came eventually. She's coming, right? She's come. She shows up. She shows up on her own. Okay, why? Here comes the best story in my mind, of the entire song. Mama Cass decided to join Denny and the Mugwumps, okay? She said no at first, but her love for Denny was way too strong. They all split for the Virgin Islands, and Mama Cass can see, look, I can stay right here and make a living. Right. I, I do Doing not... the opera and all right. of those things. Well, Broadway, mm-hmm. not Broadway, opera per se. Yep. But look, I playing at jazz clubs, I can make a living here. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. I don't I don't dislike New York. I don't need to be in the sun, Mitchie, a tall blonde perfect thing. Right. But she was too in love. At least this is what the song is suggesting, because I can hear women rolling their eyes out there. But she was too in love with Denny Doherty, and so she she had to come down. Yes. Now here's the problem. While they were down there, Mm -hmm. even though Michelle was married to John, she has an affair with Denny Doherty. And it broke up the marriage between the two Mm, of them. mm, mm, mm. 
It also probably led to the end of the Mamas and the Papas. The story goes that Mama Cass was so in love with Denny that she went up to Mitchie and said, what is wrong with you? Yes. You are a statuesque blonde who could have anyone you wanted, and you took the one man that I love? Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Now, everybody knows what's going on, specifically John Phillips, and Uh you can't feel bad for him because, let's remember, he leaves a wife and two children, and then she cheats on him. He decides to take that information, and he writes a song against this love triangle that's going on in the Mamas and the Papas, Uh and he writes, I saw her again last last night, and you know that I should... That's where the song came from. Not Creek Alley, but I saw her again. So who did he see again last night? Well, it's the idea of the people all, you know, intermingling. Right. And his marriage was destroyed by her having an affair. I saw Denny Doherty. I saw her again last night. Mama Cash should have just gone Left. medieval. No, Left. she should have beaten the crap out of Michelle well, or she, Mitchie. Well, she got hit on the head with a pipe. What? I know. Let's play. What? What? No, no, no. You're not <laughs> no. leaving me with what? Come on. Let's play I Saw Her Again. I'll come back. I'll tell you about the pipe. Whew. Here on Rock School. Okay, last break here on Rock School. The pipe on the head story. Yeah, tell me. Is there any truth to this? I don't know. Has to be. John Phillips says there is. Mama Cass has made jokes about it. Here's how the story went. Apparently because of the the, the, the affairs and people all upset at each other, John Phillips would write parts for Mama Cass that were too high for her to sing. Uh. Now, sometimes I have written or sometimes I have read that it wasn't done on purpose. It's just that's the way he wrote and blah, blah, blah. But look, if somebody keeps telling you I can't hit those notes, stop writing them. Exactly. The story goes that she could not hit in the higher register. Then during her time in Creek Alley, a brass pipe falls from above Mm -hmm. and hits her in the head. And after it hits her in the head, she's able to sing almost a half of an octave higher. (laughs) Do you think there's any truth to that? No, I thought you were going to say that she had hit Michelle Phillips in the head with a pipe. No, 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 no. That would have been, oh, glorious. This is... (laughs) 
God, I, I shall never cheat on you, hand to God. No. All right, moving along with the remainder of the song. We're greasing on American Express card. I always thought that this meant the idea of we're rich now, we're fantastic. No, I'm going to ease on. No, no, they're spending. They are living on uh, credit cards. They're living on a specific credit card. Yeah. A credit card was taken out so that it could handle the expenses of the new journeyman. Right. Well, there was no new journeyman anymore, so what they did is they took the credit card and they used it to fly down to the Virgin Islands. Nice. And they were eating and living on it, and then John took it to an Amex and attempted to get a cash advance on it, and they hadn't made a payment in months, Ah! and the Amex store confiscated the card. I wonder if that ever was paid. So I probably I would have to think. Uh, Greasing on American Express card, so it it failed. Then the next line is tense, low rent, but keeping out the heat's hard. They stayed when they ran out of money. They mm-hmm. stayed on the beach in tents, and they were near a mosquito pond. And if you look it up, oh my gosh, they referred to it as Camp Torture. Okay. Duffy's good vibrations and our imaginations can't go on indefinitely. Right? Right. Duffy is a fella that owns Duffy's Boarding House. He helped them out and they played at a club called Sparky's Waterfront Saloon where they traded out performance for food and drink. Oh, nice. So Duffy is allowing them to stay. They played at a club called Sparky's, who's feeding them in exchange for the performance, which is why you can see why Creek Alley had such a impact on them. Mm-hmm. These people saved us. Exactly. There's absolutely no two ways about it. And then it finishes with, and California Dreamin' is becoming a reality. Both the song, obviously, and the fact that when they literally had nothing left, they split back to California, pardon me, they split back to New York. They weren't having success in New York, and they decided to go out to California, and that's when everything turned around. Right. And that's the end of the song. Oh, I love it. Ta-da! Thank you. Now, I'm going to play California Dreamin', but I'm going to play a specific version what of do you California mean? Dreamin'. You've heard of the Monterey Pop Festival? Yeah. It was planned by John Phillips, obviously of the Mamas and the Papas, mm-hmm. Lou Adler, Al Prazer, and publicist Derek Taylor. Monterey, obviously, is where it took place, June 18th, 1967. So I'm going to play for you the Mamas and the Papas, California Dreamin' from there. John wanted this to be just, you know, it's all the Mamas and the Papas. My gosh, they're fantastic. However, he and the remainder of the people also hired the Jimi Hendrix Experience, The Who, Ravi Shankar, and Janis Joplin, including Otis Reading. Rock and roll. Don't get me wrong, uh-huh. well, the concert, but all these people simply overshadowed the mamas and the papas. Oh. There you go. There's a very, very famous piece of video mm-hmm. where Janis Joplin is singing mm. and they pan out to the audience and there's Mama Cass and oh. Joplin hits some note or something and Mama Cass just goes, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So there you have it. Creek Alley 
by the Mamas and the Papas, technically by John Phillips, and much like American Pie, it tells a story with every line, and if I can think up another song that does it, shoot me an email if you want. If I can think up another song that does it, I will be more than pleased to break that song down. I'm Joe Burns. I am Tammy Burns. I saw her again last night, but we were California dreaming. Life from Monterey Pop. And does it? Class is dismissed.